Annihilation is a 2018 sci-fi horror film. Screenplay and direction by Alex Garland of Ex Machina and Sunshine fame, based on a novel by Jeff Vandermeer with music by Jeff Barrow and Ben Salisbury. Barrow and Salisbury also provided the score for Ex Machina, a great sci-fi film I strongly recommend. There are some disclaimers I need to get out of the way first. Number one, there will be spoilers in this episode. I loathe spoiling anything in this movie for anybody, but it is unavoidable. This movie is probably not in theaters anymore. It might be on Netflix in certain countries, and it won't be available for purchase or streaming until late May. So, if you want to wait to see it and help support this movie, and I sincerely hope you do, before listening to this podcast, I understand. Number two, I was on an episode of The Witching Hour that already discussed this movie. We only spoke briefly about the music, but deeply discussed the important themes and other aspects of Annihilation. I strongly suggest you watch that episode as well in conjunction with this one. Number three, I will try my best to be objective and fair when talking about Annihilation, but you should know that I adore this movie. It is already one of my all-time favorites, and hopefully I can show you why. Right, enough preamble. The soundtrack to Annihilation is something truly special. It is in actuality very minimalistic, but somehow achieves a lot of emotion and immersion. There's only a handful of instruments used, some violins and cellos, prayer bowls, humming from a human voice, an acoustic guitar, and some absolutely beautiful and entrancing synthesizers. Each of these instruments is woven together in unpredictable ways that keep the listener on their toes. In an age of movie music being purely replaceable and temporary, or just whatever pop song fits the scene, the Annihilation soundtrack isn't afraid to be completely outside the box. It's quiet, it's loud, it swells, it goes dissonant, it does whatever it needs to do to keep you thinking, what the hell am I hearing? Where is it going? I'm scared. It doesn't just supplement the film, it becomes an intrinsic part that cannot be removed in certain scenes without ruining the movie as a whole. Before I move on, there are three songs that are standalone pieces not included with the soundtrack. They are important and fitting, but my main focus will be on the ambient pieces, so let's briefly break these down first. Helplessly Hoping by Crosby, Stills, and Nash occurs multiple times throughout the film, mostly in the first half. Most prominently, it accompanies the main character whose motivation is to find her lost husband, and later, what happened to him. She, in no small way, is hoping against hope to save her husband. I'm normally not a fan of incorporating pre-recorded songs in movies, but this song feels very carefully selected and takes nothing away from the greater work. Take a look at the lyrics when you get a chance. The Mark by Mode Rat is a short ambient piece that I thought was just part of the soundtrack at first. It's very possible it provides inspiration to Barrows and Salisbury for the main soundtrack, as it shares a lot of structure and sound design similarities. It's ethereal. There are minimal synths that are almost bit-crushed, but deep enough to be impactful. And it almost soothes you as you hear it. It's used at a very pivotal point in the narrative, so I'm going to touch on that later. Sex Music is written by Billy Fuller, William Young, and Jeff Barrows. The same Barrows who worked on the film soundtrack. That must have been fun to sneak in. Sex Music is exactly what it sounds like. A trippy, electronic, and bass-driven track with spacey lyrics. I'll leave you to guess what scene it accompanies in the film. Again, I'm not normally a fan of pre-recorded songs in films, but we only hear it once and it happens during one of the few moments that everything isn't going insane around us. So the abrupt break from ambience to this track actually makes thematic sense. Now, I could do a track-by-track -track review, 
but that would both discourage people from picking up this soundtrack and or seeing the movie, and it wouldn't do the film much justice. Instead, I'm going to highlight some very important and powerful moments to give you all a sample of what you can expect when viewing this movie and what makes it so effective. Again, I urge you to see this movie. We don't get films like this very often, and your support could go a long way. The first track, What Do You Know, is played during the opening interrogation scene. The protagonist is being asked what she knows regarding what happened in the Shimmer. It features light prayer bolts, soft ambient pads, and eventually gives way to a simple and bluesy acoustic guitar riff. It perfectly evokes the feeling of a storyteller sitting down to spin a tale of hardship and adventure. And that is precisely what we are told. We just don't know it yet. Just near the end, a low bass rumble, foretelling doom and much more can be heard. Like a lot of songs in this soundtrack, What Do You Know is short but expertly to the point. Moving on to track two, Ambulance Chase, we are greeted with another recurring sound. A female voice layered on top of itself with very strange and dissonant notes that just fit together without being too harsh. One voice will sing, and another one, clearly by the same exact singer, will respond to it in a slightly different pitch, creating an uneasy symbiosis. There's a term in music called ask and answer. One series of notes will pose a question, and the next will answer and resolve the phrase. Annihilation seems to ask uncomfortable questions and give even more uncomfortable answers, resolving nothing and leaving us with a sense of dread. This is no mistake or fleeting choice. An enormous visual motif in this movie is the idea of cloning organic matter, and that clone becoming something different, overtaking the original. It is shown in the environment, in the characters, in the narrative, and in the sound. It also is very unnerving and comes back many times in all the right places. Ambulance Chase achieves its chase portion with harsh metallic noises and a gated synth that falls in pitch while being slowly taken apart by a phaser effect. Right at the tip of a crescendo, the track quickly fades out, matching the sudden injection of tranquilizers that our main character is subject to. At this scene, the protagonist's husband is being rushed to the hospital, but is quickly intercepted by government agents, likely from the military. If you watch the movie, this is where the narrative starts to answer questions and pose new ones. Track 5, The Alligator, is a high-energy and strong track but it is over almost as quickly as it begins, clocking in at just over a minute. Heavily processed strings and cymbals, I'm guessing, create for a Jaws-esque reprieve. It's enough to get you interested, but it doesn't set the bar so high that you get spoiled too quickly. Again, this feels intentional, as no character dies to this creature. 
It is a threat to be sure, but handled rather quickly and serves more as a glimpse into just what the Shimmer is doing to the Earth. Track 7, The Swimming Pool, is also short in duration, but does very well in setting the tone for the middle portion of the film. It features near silence that builds to chaotic strings, only to transition to soothing ambience, a mixture of sacred and profane, horror and beauty, just like the Shimmer. In this scene, the main characters encounter grisly found footage, only to pass by a stark and gruesome, but somehow gorgeous fungal pattern. I can't explain it well here, you'll just have to watch the movie. The important thing to note is that the shimmer is both dangerous and alluring, a perfect predator. And this track displays that well. The sounds and patterns, and I use that term loosely, repeat for a good portion of the film as our characters are exploring the shimmer. While there is suspense, tension doesn't truly happen until we are attacked by track 13, the bear. A more classically arranged scene featuring a monster and body horror. This scene is important for two reasons. Firstly, we are given very strong character development that fits in with how broken and broken down our heroes are. But for all the threat that paramedic Anya Thornson shows by taking her own comrades hostage, it is nothing against the mutated bear creature that stalks its way into the scene. This bear killed Cass, another character, the event triggering Anya's breakdown. Its roar is a savage mixture of... No, I'm not going to tell you. Go see the movie. As someone who is difficult to scare and very desensitized, this scene legitimately had me fearing for the characters. The creature design and sounds associated with it should have won their own Oscar. Eat your heart out of quiet place. Like the creature it accompanies, this track slowly stalks its way around your ears. Metallic shakers and low synths highlight each of the bear's movements. The low rumble gives way to another rising and falling synth with a phaser effect, stinging the ears while action punctuates the visuals. This song reveals to us that the stakes were just raised. After the encounter with the bear, our protagonist reaches the beach by the lighthouse. The final goal is in sight, and she is all alone. She is alone and must face whatever unspeakable entity is hiding behind the structure's walls. Track 14, The Beach, sports strong synth lines that slowly build, accompanied by processed choirs ending in a short drop. After the drop, quiet violin drones begin, becoming harsher and more layered, mounting into our first magnificent swell The sounds become more and more distorted and modulated into some twisted copy of themselves. Again, the music matching the tone and themes of the narrative. I want to remind you that this is a level of volume and complexity that we haven't heard in the soundtrack yet. 
Before this, there were some intense scenes, but nothing quite this loud and grand. This track is fully telling us that the real obstacle is now in front of us. The last track I will address is what can arguably be called the score's magnum opus. Track 17, The Alien, is just as it sounds, otherworldly. As the song is over 12 minutes long, there is so much to discuss. However, as more enticement for you all to see the film if you haven't already, I'm going to highlight just one of the most mystifying parts. A synthesizer, sporting some simple waveforms pitch-bent to sound almost complex, becomes one with the antagonist. By that I mean it sounds as if it is speaking in some alien language. Its movements are fluid and imposing, finely expressed by the synth leads. These sounds don't just get your attention, they keep it. They force you to think about them. Their dynamic range is so loud and broad that it becomes transfixing. You can't decide if it's the film score or character dialogue. And that is one of the most beautiful things I have ever experienced conceptualized. This section was used in the film's trailer to a pitiful effect. Out of context, it sounds completely generic. But once I experienced it in the theater, in the dark, illuminated by the cascading colors of the alien, and filled by the dominating sounds it made, this four-note phrase took on absolutely new life. This creature is unlike anything humanity could predict or expect. Its motives are unknown, its abilities impossible to dissect, and I can't imagine a better fitting soundtrack. Everything about the score to Annihilation is astounding. I'm sure my bias is showing, but I can't give this movie enough praise. I'm happy to grade the music in Annihilation as a haunting, mesmerizing, forceful, and emotionally charged track. Music and films, especially horror films, feel like a dying art sometimes. Almost nothing sticks out. Almost nothing sticks with me. Annihilation broke that monotony in ways I dearly love. It isn't afraid to be truly quiet and loud. It isn't afraid to fully realize the images on screen. It isn't afraid to be different. Horror music is treated as disposable, something there to badger audiences, not move them. We need more soundtracks like this. I've been thinking about this music ever since I saw the movie months ago, and it will get a lot of replays from me. To the composers, Jeff Barrow and Ben Salisbury, I say bravo. 
Thank you for making such wonderful music. I eagerly await your future work. I got emotional both scripting and recording this. I'm going to see the movie again as soon as I can, and I implore you one last time to give this movie your money. Thank you so much for indulging me on this topic. Whether you are a veteran musician, movie buff, or just curious about scary music, thank you for giving this podcast a listen. If you would like me to review a particular film, artist, video game, or other piece of scary sounds, please leave a comment or message me on Twitter at abysmi, A-B-Y-S-M-I-I. If you like what you heard here, please check out the other quality content on creativehorror.com. 